Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Sports Coat Sportscast. I'm your host, Nate Cross, along with my co-host, David Nimitz. And um, like once again, Ben isn't here. Big big shocker, but he's um, he actually has things to do now. He's got priorities, such as golf. I don't think he's playing today, but he has to be there for moral support. So good on him. So go, going right into that. Cabot Hall Sports. We have Tuesday, April fourth. We have a varsity. So this is today, April fourth. We have varsity golf at home versus St. Paul's. They, I found out their home turf. If any, of, if, if any of you sports coat sports cast maniacs wanted to know that. This is actually kind of funny because my mom texted me about it. Actually, she was like, "Really? FYI, like a shout out to my mom. I think this is not what she expected to be shouted out for." But she says, but FYI, home is Country Club of Maryland in Towson. Yeah. Golf. So, yeah. Yeah. My mom. I was going to say the same thing because like, I asked Ben sorry, after the podcast. No, 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 no. That's that's actually great. It's a great um, it's a great connection that we pulled there. Yeah. Um, also, Junior Varsity Golf is also at home for St. Paul's. So they just play it in the same course just – I don't know how they set it up. Like, Varsity plays the front nine, JV plays the back nine, then they swap, or I don't know how they you do it. go and watch Ben one time. The issue is are, a lot of the times are on Tuesday. Oh, right. But, like, I want to go, but I just don't, also don't know where to – first of all, we're going to be bored. No offense, Ben. Yeah, that's true. But, like, after one hole, I'm going to like, okay, I'm ready to go. No offense, Ben. Yeah, but if we can find one where the time where Ben's playing. Right. It'll be fun. Um – yeah, it would be. Anyway, today we also have fresh off baseball at MSJ. That's a big rivalry for the fresh off. As, uh, as you know, David, they beat us in the playoffs our freshman year. Um, big shout out to walk Randy off Johnson when he hit that walk off, though. Against, against MSJ? Well, he, well he, said, he said it was a home run, but it was a single. Oh, right. It was a home run. It was a, it was a home run, guys. It wasn't a home run. Anyway, today, there's actually a varsity lacrosse game today, if you didn't know, against Victor in New York. They're a public school in New York. Victor and Frankenstein? Shout out, shout out, uh, honors British literature. Yeah, Victor Frankenstein is named after him, if you didn't know. Uh, but they're coming, they're coming here to play against our varsity team. They're like the number two team in New York or something. Oh, really? Switch is pretty cool. And then Wednesday, there's a varsity track and junior varsity track meet at home for St. Paul's. There's also a junior varsity tennis meet at Loyola Blakefield. They got a lot of tennis courts. I know. So They do. You've seen them, right? I have seen them. When did you see them? When have you been to Loyola? Uh, I was at Loyola probably last year to watch my friend on John Carroll ah. basketball. Got it. I've been to Loyola for numerous amount of times, but I don't think I've ever played a sports game at Loyola. Oh yeah, I have football. Play football there. They actually have a nice football field. All right, because then they don't have they don't even have cross baseball, right? No, they don't. They just have JV and varsity, and they don't play down to fresh off because I guess we're just not good enough for them. But I don't think they just have a lot of kids that play baseball. Like I've been. I've been to their baseball field, and it's not as heavily funded as Cavern Hall. So yeah. I don't think there's a big emphasis on baseball there. Um, but there's also varsity tennis at home versus Loyola. We'll get our little corner tennis courts over there. But they're actually pretty nice, but they're just hidden. Like yeah. you, don't, you I don't, It's hard to see them if you don't look for them. If you go through the back, that is. If you go to the, sta- if you go to the stadium side, uh-huh. like you won't see them. But if you get dropped off every day, from the front of the school, you know where they are. You know, that type of stuff. Of course. Because I didn't know where the tennis courts were until, like, sophomore year. I've been known, I think. Yeah, because you get dropped off in the front. Yeah. That's just your opinion. That's just your preference. You're a front type of kid. I'm a back. I'm a back. That's just the way I go to school. Yeah, I guess. That's just that's the way we went to school. That's just the way the news goes. Yep. Um, but off topic. Um also on Wednesday we have varsity baseball game at MSJ. That's actually a good rivalry. Yeah. Not like our made up rivalry for Frosh. That was um, a big rivalry. 
at the time. It was. <laughs> but Frosh Lacrosse is playing at Broadneck and at Savannah Park, so I think it might be a tournament of some sorts. Oh. I don't know what I don't really know why there's two, but let's assume there's it's a tournament. Uh JV Rugby at Spalding JV Baseball at home versus MSJ is all on Wednesday. We haven't even got to Thursday yet, and we still have like three more games. So I take that back. We have one more game. Varsity Rugby also on Wednesday at at Spalding. So that's like – I think that's like the second of their four games they play because not a lot of teams have rugby. I heard something about – I don't know if this is true. I might have been getting trolled, but I heard something about them going to Ireland. Really? Yeah. I don't know about that. Don't Who's quote me on that? Um, I've never heard that. I That'd heard be sick, that. though. That I'm would be sure sick. <laughs> Big news for the for the rugby team. Yeah. I would actually be sick. I would join the rugby team just to go to Ireland. But anyway. Anyway, uh, we have varsity golf on Thursday as well against McDonough. That's Asheville at home, which is, what is it, Dave? Country Club of Maryland. <laughs> Country Club of Maryland. And then we have Fresh Off Baseball at home for St. John's. So they don't have to take that hike yeah, out to D.C. Good. And then Thursday, we, we're we still on Thursday. I don't know why I keep saying Thursday. But uh, we have a varsity baseball game at St. Anne's Belfield, which is a hike. That's in Virginia. Uh, they, yeah, they had the trip to Virginia. Is that like a big tournament or just a game? I think they play a couple of games there. Oh, yeah, they do, because I'm looking at the next game, and we have varsity rugby on Saturday. That's to be determined. We have uh, And then track meet on Saturday as well. And the last game on the schedule is varsity baseball will be – they're taking their Virginia tour. They they play at Miller School in Virginia. According to, according to Cope, I, by the way, school is coached by Billy Wagner, their baseball team, so I thought that was kind of – Who's Billy Wagner? Uh, former Astros closer. Was he so, good? I'm not sure if he's a Hall of Famer, but he was really good. Was it, is it like that guy in Tennessee who's um, Trent Dilfer is their head coach, that team? Oh. Yeah. You know the team we played in Tennessee for football? Oh, Trent Dilfer was their coach? Yeah, he was their head coach. Trent Dilfer is a legend. Ravens legend. Ravens. The only winning, Super Bowl winning quarterback to get cut the next year. Yeah. The the, the next offseason, I should say. I yeah. saw Mally getting some reps in today when I was walking to my car. He was like the third one on the field. Shout out Mally. Shout out Jake Mally. Um, but yeah, anyway, we can just move on to some sports. Some sports, you know. Right. I don't know what we want to talk about first. I guess the most pressing pressing issue is the Orioles. Yeah, we can go there. I think that's cool. Opening day game. Look, we were dominating through the first. Yeah. Six or no, more like five. First five innings, it lo- it appeared to be. It was actually. It was ten. Ten to three. F- it was ten to four after the seventh. So the we were like dominating in this through the seventh, um, and then something happened, Dave. Something happened. The it was. Bullpen happens. <clears throat> well, no, in the field. And the fielding. Um, that was th- that w- well, that was the next game. The outfield was wasn't good. Yeah. The infield was trash, the first game. Oh, you're right, you're right. Um, so the first game we have, bottom of the ninth, there is Felix had a rough start. I think he walked one or maybe gave up a hit. I'm not sure, but there was Marner's on the corners. He strikes one out. He strikes out Devers right, to get to one out. And then I think it's a two-run game at this point. Or may, maybe, yeah, it's a two-run game. And now, I, I remember what happened to lead up to this point, but there's runners on first and second. Um, I think. <laughs> I think. And, oh, this was before Devers. I'm sorry. This was before Devers. So there's runners on first and second. He got into a bad situation, but there's one out. Um, there's one out, and there's a little grounder, a little grounder to short. Mateo takes it himself, or maybe, no, no, short. Yeah, Mateo takes it himself. He he throws the first. It's a bad throw. It's a bad throw. It's an error. 
and that that gets runners on the corners. That actually we got runners on the corners to get Devers up, and he st- struck out, and then Felix ended up um, winning the game, and it was final scores ten to nine to get our first and only win of the series, and then that just ten yeah, that tended to be a common theme. Adley had that big game. Five for five. Five for five. I mean, it was really should have been four for five. Yeah, I know. That last hit wasn't a hit. Yeah, the last one where that would have been a ridiculous play for Devers to make. Or uh, that was – Devers should have made that play right. is more what I was trying to say. Yeah, and then obviously, Nate, you can go into the, fe- the fun festivities that happened next game. And I actually forgot to mention that before Jorge's error, I got all this timeline mixed up. My apologies. But – Urias had a throwing error um, right before Mateo's error. And granted, it was a harder throw. But not, I mean, that's that's a play you should make as a third baseman. It was one of those, it was one of those jump throws right. off the bag, but... It was a gold glove the last year. Right. You should be, if you win gold glove, you get brought back to play third when there's Gunnar Henderson who could be, who could play third. Who He's a third baseman, right? Is he short? Third base. I don't really. I think he can play either. Play third, but he can play. Both. He can play either, but I think he's pr- predominantly a third baseman. Yeah. He's the number one prospect in all baseball, and they start you over him, and you make a silly throwing error like that, like. Yeah. Like I mean, great. that's not gonna help his stock. I don't know how he's been hitting, if I'm being quite honest. I think he. I think he had a home run that game, but then it was the next game. Is. Either the second or third game, he was he was a leadoff, and he went like over five with like. Oh, five. why were they hitting him leadoff? Yeah. Said he should be leadoff, like. I think it was because Chris Sale was on the mound. Oh. And Hyde was not messing with that lefty lefty. Yeah. Even though Mullins ended Mullins up is, Duke off Chris Sale. Really, I didn't yeah. see that. I I know I didn't even, I didn't even know they played that second game. I didn't even know that happened. I I thought the second game was the game that we were climbing from behind. And lo- ended up losing like nine to five or nine, yeah. eight to five. I didn't even know we played a second game. Somehow, I don't know how, but obviously that game is the infamous uh, Ryan McKenna. It's actually really funny because the Orioles posted on their Twitter or their Instagram right before that happened. Uh, wait, wait, is Ryan right? Yeah. Ryan McKenna had a diving catch in the outfield. Yeah. And then in the ninth inning, Felix Bautista is trying to close out another game. There's a little, just easy can of, can, can of corn, pop fly. Not even a pop fly. I call it a pop up. There, I mean, it was in the air for a hot minute. Yeah. It was, there was no sun in his in his eyes. He he gets under the ball, good positioning under the ball, gets his glove right where it needs to be. He looks away from the ball. Yep. He turned, he, he, his eyes focus somewhere else. Hits the outside part of the glove, falls down. King Felix can – I don't know why I'm calling him King Felix. I, I call him that, but everybody knows King Felix is the other one. Right. Um, Felix Hernandez cannot believe it. Did you see his face? Huh? Did I say King Felix again? You said Felix Hernandez. Oh, my God. I'm so sorry. Felix Bautista cannot believe it. He cannot believe it. He was so upset because this happened two games in a row yeah. where he's been put – he put himself in the first unfortunate situation, but he should never have been put in this situation. Right. Um, and then, and then obviously, second pitch in the next at bat. What's his name? Adam Duvall. Adam Duvall. I was going to say Adam Frazier, but that doesn't make sense. Um, yeah, he went deep. And yeah. it wasn't even necessarily a bad pitch. I think um, Duvall had, had to get pretty low for yeah, it. Duvall was, he kind of killed us throughout that series. He might have won. He, is he like the new Glaber Torres? Against the Orioles? He might have won where the week <laughs> Really? I think Adley had a pretty good week to win. To, he had a pretty good shot. Yeah. Yeah. Adam Duvall. Players and plays well, I think he had multiple week. home runs. Um, yeah, Adam I think Duvall he had two that game. Player of the week. He had two home runs and eight RBIs. Yeah, that's, that's pretty so good. That's pretty, <laughs> that's, that's, that's pretty good. MVP MVP run for Adam Duvall is is on the chase for the MVP and triple crown. I think Adley's gonna win Gold Glove for catcher this year. I wouldn't be surprised if he won Gold he's, Glove. He's got a cannon. Silver Slugger. I mean, he was competing for him with him in the AL. 
I mean, Salvi. Yeah. Um, because really. he, he, Silver Slug, I mean, Salvi hits. Yeah, I'm just saying, like, most other catchers, like JT Realmuto. I'm talking about AL, though, right? That's what I mean, most of them. Oh, right, the, the NL. Yeah. About William Contreras. NL. Is he, like... He's a Cardinal. He's a Cardinal. Interesting. He's taking over for Yachty? Yeah, he's the... I'm excited successful. for William Contreras. Don't know why, but I am. Alright. Anyway, so, what do we... So then, the O's, uh, obviously they lose the third game of the series, the rubber match. Yeah. Not really much to say there. The O's were kind of down the whole time. Um, and then... Just the pitching, it's just been... Yesterday, the O's pick up a good win. And for great. The first time, they didn't give up a run. 2 nothing. The pitching was great, obviously. And we had two jacks. Mateo. Mateo had a monster shot. That, we watched that. Nate and I saw that uh, as we were looking over the highlights. He hit a, he hit a bomb. <laughs> then Gunner finally got back on track. Yeah. Four. Beautiful bomb. swing. Beautiful hop. He went four for shot. four or two for four? Two for four. Oh, okay. Um, who yeah. pitched? Who started that game? Kyle Browner started. Oh, yeah. He, he got, got hurt. He got hurt. So he was hurt. No fracture, though. Yeah. Then Tyler Wells comes in and does a beautiful job. I think he pitches five innings, gives up no runs, maybe even no hits. So he was phenomenal. Yeah, he pitched five innings, had two strikeouts, no hits, no walks, and Felix comes To be in. fair, that's how Kyle Bradish. But you're talking about Bradish now? Or you... Bradish only pitched an inning and two-thirds before he was knocked out. I mean, no runs. That's true. But then Tyler Wells came in and pitched five scoreless. But the guy who got the win, I don't even know his name. Danny. I don't even know Tom. who that was. Yeah, we, I think they just picked him up from the Twins. But like, I didn't know catch. Bradish was starting, so I didn't know if that was a guy in our rotation. I was like, wait, hold on. This guy's a gem. <laughs> I, I thought he started, but then I got the report of Bradish. Yeah, um, and, and it's looking like a fifth. Yeah, Felix, he's got sec, two, second save on the year, in yeah. in four games, so we're looking at eighty-one saves. He's on pace for eighty-one saves. He's, yeah, he's, <laughs> he's on pace for the record. I think he's got a chance at this point. So. Nah, his stuff is still looking good though, which is good. Yeah. And a uh, revelation to Baltimore. Definitely. Revelation to Baltimore. A more, I should say, a revolution is our storing bases. Stolen bases. That's true. That's been our speed. I mean, just Seti and Mateo, really. Nuts. But it seems like when they get on base at the same time, like Mateo gets on base and then Mullins gets on, it's just it's an automatic well, story. Is Mateo still still batting ninth? A second leadoff, second leadoff. Yeah, he's kind of been in the second leadoff role, but they they've been electric. I don't know, Mateo. They both have four, maybe? No, I thought Mateo had five. He might have five. So well, you know, nuts. the most they've ha- stolen bases they've had as a team through the first four games, um, f- going ranging from like 2008 to like 2000, to 2022, was five. Five stolen bases through four Jeez. games. That's... And now, at least through the sixth inning of last night's game, they were at 11, um, which is, I mean... We've got some speed in Baltimore. I mean, we yeah. got the youth, so. Even Adam Frazier stole a bag. Really? Sure, so and can you say an apology to Adam Frazier? <laughs> Please? Adam Frazier. Uh, he's got a couple of doubles so far. I'll I'll say I was hitting a little bit too much on him. We'll see if he can keep this up the whole year. But I'm going to wait a little bit on my apology to Adam Frazier. Thank you. I mean, that wasn't really an apology because you're waiting, but I mean, at least I've I w- been happy with this play, though. Don't get me wrong. He's right. been good. So. I think that helps Baltimore, which is kind of strange to say because I'm I'm a Steelers fan, but but I'm a I'm a I'm an O's fan, and I'm a Pacers fan. Well, there's no NBA team in Maryland. So yeah, but I could be a Wizards fan, but who wants to be a Wizards? Nobody wants to be a Withers fan. Like, I can't support a team whose jerseys I don't like. That's just a rule. Hmm. The Wizards might have the ugliest jerseys in the yeah, NBA. pretty bland. Don't. Earl might spawn in. So yeah. Talk about jerseys. How the red, white, and blue combo is just too good. Too good for anybody. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, the Orioles have been, they've been looking fine, yeah. I should say. Two and two. But they've looked, it's like a good two and two. Like, you know, yeah. you know, you're pitching. Your bullpen's gonna take time because, like, DL Hall's hurt. 
um, what's his name? Michael Gibbons is hurt. Michael Gibbons is hurt. Dylan Tate is hurt. Right. Like Dylan Tate. I don't know where I would rank Dylan Tate in a rotation, but I mean in our bullpen besides besides Felix, because I feel like he's been one of our better guys. Right. Him and Keegan. Keegan Aiken. And then, what's his name? Uh, is it I don't know how to pronounce his name. Oh, CNL for us? Yeah, oh, C- yeah. CNL. 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 But yeah. He's got some stuff. He's got some nasty stuff. He does have some nasty stuff. And Michael Givens, like, okay, he's average. He'll be average, but it's better than... Yeah, he's a good veteran guy to have. It's better than giving up, like, four runs in the seventh yeah. inning. Brian Baker, though. Yeah, I'm not, a, not a big Brian Baker guy. He's He hasn't been pitching he's well. He's getting lit up. Which is... Hopefully he can get back on track. Speaking of guys got lit up, who was an Orioles pitcher, the Red Sox pit, uh, are who, who Blyer? I can't remember Richard, Richard Blyer. Blyer. That guy just lobs it across the plate. Former Oriole, right there. But like, he's not even painting. He throws like eighty-seven miles per hour fastball, and it's just right down the middle. That's the move, I think. And it works because everybody's expecting like ninety-seven now. I guess, yeah. Um. Right, but yeah, so for the O's, I guess. They play tonight, and then they finish out the Who do they series. play tonight? The Rangers still? still the oh, Rangers. yeah. Boy. They'll finish out the series tomorrow. Three-game series, and they're coming back. They're coming Baltimore home, home opener. opener Thursday, right? Or Friday? Thursday. Thursday, right. Saturday, Sunday, you have the Yankees. I think I'll be at the Saturday game. That'll be fun. And then they have the series with the Athletics starting on Monday, and it's a four-game series, so Monday through Thursday with the A's. That should be a winnable series. I'm hoping the O's can at least take three out of four there. Yeah, the Yankees, I'm hoping, at least for a win. It's at home, so I think we should definitely get a win. Hopefully right, two. hopefully on Saturday. Right. But it would be kind of cool, though, if I'm sitting in left field and I get an Aaron Judge home run ball, that would be kind of sick. Would you throw it back? <sighs> That's tough. I think I'd keep it personally. Personally, I would bring if – I'm, if I'm hoping for – I'm not hoping, but – in a situation where I could get an Aaron Judge home run ball, I think I'm bringing a duplicate ball and throwing a dupe ball and pocketing the Aaron Judge ball. Because, <laughs> I mean, but if it's like, like if Glaber Torres goes yard, I'm throwing that thing all the way back to the mound. But like, Aaron Judge is the only person I'm keeping a home Aaron run ball. Aaron the only person. So no... No, Sean Carlos Stanton. Stanton, you're chucking. It depends. If I'm like there. second, if I'm like second level, and he hits like 485 feet, I'm keeping the ball. Okay. That's like a monumental home run. Like that's huge. That's true. All right. I'll be on TV if that happens. You will be on TV. Um. But anyway. All right. So that's kind of where we're at with the O's. They've had a promising start, but obviously it could have been better. They should be three and one, but they're sitting at two and two right now. Yeah. Which is the middle of the pack of the AL East. So at least they're not last. Yeah, like that last game against the Red Sox, we did not deserve to win that game. Yeah. I mean, but, yeah, we should be 3-1. and one, um, But I think we look a lot better than the Red Sox. Agreed. Just as a team. Like, they they stuck in there because our pitching has been so horrendous. But yeah. just as an overall team, we just look like a better team. Especially, I think I heard on the, on the, when I was watching the game, like, Maybe it was Jim Palmer mentioned like the Red Sox payroll is like two hundred plus million dollars. Ours is like the Orioles is like fifty. So yeah, it's not like less than Aaron Judge's annual. It's probably something ridiculous like that. So yeah, that's kind of the O's. I think that's you know. You know. I'm glad baseball's back. Yeah, me too. Me too. Um, now getting to the NFL, some we're twenty twenty five days away from the draft. Yeah, Dave. Twenty seven. Um, hope. It's the 27th. 27th to the 29th. Okay, so we're 23 days away. 23 23 days away. Dave and I are hoping to do something special, which is yeah, not going to be a little surprise. A little surprise. I think Ben should be there for that. I think he'll be there. Yeah, that'd be fun. Um, We're we're gonna hopefully do something with that. And speaking of like the NFL draft, we have a few a few a few news reports surrounding. A few draft, a few draftees. Any Steelers fans out there who are hoping for a cornerback? Um, Ringo, right? I think Tyreek Stevenson is how you say his name. Okay. Met with the Steelers today. Um, he's like a second round corner type of guy. 
So don't worry, Steelers fans. We're getting a corner. Um, you say this is the next Artie Burns? Yeah. Or Sean Davis, maybe, potentially, even though he's a safety. Um, maybe the embodiment of Jarvis Landry. Maybe, potentially. Or Jarvis Jones. Jarvis Jones. Not Jarvis Landry. Jarvis Jones. I'm looking here. Jarvis Jones. His NFL comp. James Who? Bradbury. Who? Tariq. Tariq Stevenson. I mean, I'd be happy. I mean, Tariq... I mean, Bradbury's more of his own corner, I feel like. Yeah. Um, four, 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 five, forty. Uh, thirty-eight and a half inch vertical jump. Wow. Yeah. So Tariq Stevenson. Could I be that guy. Watch some film. film? There. I just know his player in my Madden draft class mm. is a bust, so don't draft him. More Steelers news. Steelers signed Keanu Neal, so up to that, we thunder our placement for Terrell Davis. Um, whatever. Now our, now our strong safeties are a dynamic duo of Keanu Neal and DeMonte KZ. What about Trey Norwood? Can you a free safety? Oh, is Keanu Neal gonna play more in the box then? Probably. This is more of like a well, we have linebacker safety hybrid type of deal. I think Demonte Casey will be starting at safety because he actually played really well. They play together on the Falcons. Keanu Neal and Demonte Casey. Yeah. I think so. So that'll bring that'll bring. I mean, I get Keanu Neal will be our box guy since Edmonds played in the box a lot, but so can KZ. But I guess it's just rotational. Um, rumors about T. Higgins have been spreading around, but apparently, everybody who's come to the door, the metaphorical door, has been shut down by the Bengals' GM. So he is not. He is not being uh, shopped around. Um, next, Anthony Richardson apparently is expected to meet with the Raiders, the Panthers, <laughs> uh, oof, the Falcons, the Titans, Colts, and Ravens. Yay. So, Dave, how are we feeling about feeling about Anthony Richardson being a Raven? Um, because now it's official; he will be a Raven. Yeah, it's official now. Obviously. Uh, Hold on, how can the Ravens, sorry, I didn't want to interrupt, but how can the Ravens be so confident in their in their media sessions, like Lamar's going to be our quarterback, and then also meet with Anthony Richardson? It's like, what messages are you sending so you us? Gotta just, you got to meet with them, um, just in case. I think probably if Lamar is to get traded, and then the Ravens are in a situation to draft a quarterback, I'm assuming it's not going to be one or two, so that most likely takes Stroud, and Bryce Young off the board. And I would assume they would prefer Anthony Richardson to Will, Will Levis. Levis. And Tanner McGee. I mean, <laughs> what? Well, Hendon Hooker's been shooting up the rate, the chaff rating. So. the same age as Lamar Jackson, basically. Yeah. So, I would I would prefer if the Ravens just kept Lamar personally. and they could they're, not the gonna, they're not willing to pay him. But they're not willing to pay him, so it seems like... Who would you rather have? A rookie quarterback in Roquan or no Roquan? No Roquan and Lamar Jackson. I mean, it's just... This all depends on how this rookie quarterback were to work out. And I don't think... Well, you get your second-round pick back. You get your second-round pick back. This situation means you don't let Roquan walk. Nate is a Roquan hater. No, I'm I'm saying you don't let Roquan walk. I'm saying you don't even pull the trigger on the trade. So you get your pick back. Okay. And you get to pay Lamar, and then you have a first, a second, and whatever you want to do in the draft. I just think... That I money. I don't think the Roquan deal had anything to do with the Ravens signing or not signing Lamar Jackson. Really? $80 million? How many is guaranteed? A lot. But right. Also, Roquan transformed our defense. We, I don't from, a, from, an, from a great defense to an average defense? Like, I don't know. Like, I don't know. You guys didn't play well down the stretch defensively. Roquan is the second best path, uh, middle linebacker in the league. And I think you could just tell, like, I think even, you know, 
Patrick Queen. I hate on him a lot. Patrick Queen played better off Roquan. Roquan doesn't miss tackles. He's not out here. And it's also a perfect compliment to Queen because Queen can go out and do the one sole thing he's good at, which is blitzing and then missing the tackle. <laughs> and Roquan can pick it up, pick and up then, his yeah, slack. Roquan, I think, I don't know, maybe I'm biased just because I had so much fun watching Roquan play. But I, at this point, I don't think the Lamar or the Roquan deal had anything to do with the Lamar not being signed. There, there, there's no way you can say there's there had nothing to do with it. Because he just gave, he's made like the highest paid linebacker in football besides Fred Warner. Like, I don't, that definitely goes into it. Lamar Jackson, regardless. They have the money to pay Lamar. Do they? Yes. Do they have the money? Yes. I mean, if you, if you give them the money, you might have to let go of superstar wide receivers like Devin DuVernay, Deshaun Jackson, and, um, I mean, first round talent, Rashad Bateman. But, that's my, that might be the sacrifice you have to make. And superstar running back, Justice Hill, superstar defensive back, uh, Gino, Gino Stone. Whoa, okay. That's some of our – I don't want to hear you <laughs> insulting some of our big moves in, that we've made in the offseason. Well, I don't know. I, I, that is true that one player can transform a defense, I feel like, because same thing happened with Minka Fitzpatrick. He comes to Pittsburgh and immediately changes – the dynamic of our secondary, and it was like the final piece we needed. Right, like he wouldn't even start on the Ravens, Mika Fitzpatrick. So it's like, it's like okay. Well, we know that's not true, but um, what'd you trade for Minka? A first. Yeah, that's what I thought. Which then in turn have them drafting Jonah Williams at eight, at freaking whatever they had like twenty twenty three. So, I don't know. I don't know what this is about. I, I I think I would rather have Minka Fitzpatrick than Jonah Williams. I think we fleeced him. I think looking back at the trade, hold on. There was actually a post about it. And it was one of the most absurd. Um, but, yeah, I think that turned into Jonah Williams, and then we got. How'd that work? For the Dolphins? Jonah Williams is a bangle. Or was a bangle. Maybe I'm thinking about a different tackle. Hold on. Yeah, Austin Jackson, sorry. Sorry, guys. It was Austin Jackson. Because he's from USC, right? Yeah. Um, wow, this is... I mean, I'm trying to find it. I'm trying to find it right now. Okay, okay, found it. We got Minka Fitzpatrick. They got... Austin Jackson, and that's it. I think we got like a third and a fifth. But yeah, that's we basically did a straight up trade. Um, but we also took Chase Claypool that year, so it's like looking back on it now. What you traded Claypool for first, basically. With the Bears. Yeah, Bears. Are who in turn got the Ravens second later. That was not a good move by the by the. Bears at all. The Bears were not cooking. No, and then they signed TJ Edwards. It's like... Antrimane Edmonds. Oh my gosh. I don't know. I feel like I would have... I don't know who to take TJ Edwards and Tremaine Edmonds for the same amount of money as Roquan. I feel like Tremaine Edmonds is just below, but we went over that last time. Yeah. Big news in the NFL. Brian Hoyer signed a two-year deal. With the Raiders, how you, how are we feeling about this one, Dave? This is huge. I mean, obviously, like, what would the Raiders do if elite talent Jimmy Garoppolo got hurt? Brian Hoyer. Brian Hoyer. Or Will Levis. He's back with Josh McDaniels. Yeah, Josh McDaniels loves his own players. Oh yeah. So, um, at least his own backups. Of course. Uh, you know, Brian Hoyer. He's a, I don't think you ever want to see him touching the field for your franchise, but I'm sure he will. That's kind of disrespectful. Good mentor for potentially a Will Levis, Stroud, Anthony Richardson, Bryce Young situation. That's true. I don't know who they're going to take. They're definitely taking Will Levis, if I'm being honest. Not if the Colts get first. Oh, yeah, the Raiders are at seven. I always think they're four, but the Colts are four, right? Yeah. Okay, yeah. 
shout out Earl. The Patriots have shot Mac Jones this offseason. Um, things are reportedly not going well for Mac Jones and Bill Belichick. Hmm. That seems to be a common theme with Belichick and his players. They don't seem to like him. Yeah. I think he just he just needs to step away. Probably. At this point, you're hurting the team. I'm, ass- I'm assuming it's more like now the Patriots are in a different – they're past the Brady era. So I think Which Brady step- carried. Yeah. People always wondered, was it Brady? Was it Belichick? What are, what are the Patriots done without Brady? I mean, but still, like, what would a lot of teams do when they lose the best quarterback of all time? No, but I'm also saying... The Patriots have still been consistent with, to be honest, like a, a pretty crappy roster. I, wouldn't, I don't know about crappy. It's just not crappy. Their defense was okay. But the offense is not it. But why do you think their offense was so stacked? When Brady was there. You think Belichick was the one recruiting those high-talent people there? Nope. Okay. They still had better weapons and better players. I mean... I know, but the whole thing is the whole Brady effect. Okay. Nobody's coming to New England now because... I guess you could say the same thing. Like, Mac Jones is a average, below-average quarterback, so no receiver wants to go there. Yeah. But, um, I don't know. I just tend to be more leaning towards Tom Brady being the one who held it down in New England. Yeah, that's probably true. I, mean, I think, I think he was a player coach. Good, good coach. I'm not saying he's awful. Yeah, but I think because he's been average. Uh, Belichick should probably step down at this point because uh, it's just been controversy after controversy since yeah. since the whole Jimmy G Tom Brady thing. You need a new, you know, at some point, you know, you kind of need change. Matt Patricia as the head coach. Yeah, <laughs> Matt Patricia. Shout out Matt Patricia. He was such a good coach on the Lions. I think winning like five games yeah. in two years. He was boys with Darius Slay. He, people just don't like him. Like he's just not well liked at all yeah, by Matt any player. Yeah, Matt Patricia just sucks. Bad human. Dan Dan Campbell's like a Matt Patricia, just dumbed down. It's just a nicer Matt Patricia. Yeah. I actually think Dan Campbell's just a much better coach. Yeah, agreed. But anyway, anyway, uh, what else we got to talk about? Moving on, I mean, uh, NFL, well, Final Four. We can talk about the Final Four. So, FAU got worked. That's not true. Didn't they lose in the last second shot? Yeah, so San Diego State, there's probably like 10 seconds left. Inbound the ball. They they take it down all the way. Then he almost steps out of bounds. Then he takes this contested mid-range jumper for the win, and he hits it. And that's kind of what happened. FAU was up. It was kind of going back and forth. Like, FAU was up. Then I think San Diego State. I don't know if they were up, but then they would get it back uh, to within striking distance. Then San Diego State kind of pulled it uh, pulled it out in the ends. Then there really wasn't too much, nothing too exciting on the other side. Yeah. UConn just kind of did what UConn's been doing the whole tournament. I kinda mean, they just, just kind of showed. A good Miami team. Right. Miami had a really good run. Yeah, so they just... But it probably would have been a more entertaining national championship game if Miami pulled it out against UConn and then it was Miami-San Diego State. It would have been a more contested game. But UConn showed why they were undervalued in seeding, being a four seed, while other teams like Xavier's a three seed. I definitely think even before the tournament that people were saying that they should have been a three seed. I agree with that. And then obviously the champion. It was not even close. Not even close. I know San Diego State, like in this second half, they kind of got it back to within like seven, eight points. But But they they lost by like 15. They lost by 15. The game was never really close. Very boring. I mean, UConn just had too many good players. Like, obviously, Sonogo's out there in the paint just getting an easy double double. Um, Jordan Hawkins is like ridiculous and just shoots everything. Um, yeah, there was just, then they got like, <laughs> UConn's got like this Dennis Rodman type of character, Andre Jackson, who like, he'll get you like six points because he has a broke jumper. Like, buddy cannot shoot. Ben he Simmons? Like, he'll get you like, yeah, he's like Ben Simmons out here. He'll give you six points, 10 boards, 10 assists, and play lockdown defense. Robert Covington? <laughs> no. Robert Covington actually has. Broco would never do that. He's got a good three. 
It's a good three, but not well, not in two K. Not, not with Kenny. Kenny, he shoots twenty five percent from the field, seventeen <laughs> percent from three, and then Kenny gives him a new chance like every video. He's like, okay, Roko, we're gonna give you like five games here. Okay, see if you can, you can turn it turn it back up. And then he's still, so he got bad. so bad he started changing Roko's tendencies. <laughs> but anyway, yeah. So that was kind of the national championship. Obviously, I think. This was probably one of the less, least exciting ones in a while. Exciting tournament. For sure. Very exciting tournament, but nothing. Champ- Nash- probably the Final Four was a little bit underwhelming just because even though the San Diego State-FAU game was good, it was still San Diego State and FAU, which made it. Why are you less. hating? I just mean it wasn't like a. It hey, wasn't like on that side of the bracket, so it wasn't like. That Alabama. side of the bracket was obviously weaker. Yeah, I'm just saying it wasn't like it was Alabama versus, I don't know, Marquette in the Final Four. I think people would have... Well, they got to show up. That's true. I mean, they had the weakest one seed in the bracket, so, on that side. They had Purdue. For sure, for sure. Um, and I think they, they... I mean, they definitely had the weaker side, but they still let FAU get to the Final Four, so... That's true. Can't can't argue with that. Um, but, yeah, and then women's basketball. Women's basketball probably more entertaining than yeah. the men's. Because Caitlin Clark is a legit, like, she's gonna be like the goat of women's basketball. Forty, wait, two back-to-back forty-point games, right? Yeah. She had a forty-point game in the Final Four and the Elite Eight, was it? Something like that. I'm not entirely. And a forty-one-point triple-double in the Elite Eight. That's nuts. Like, come on. Forty-one points in college basketball, men or women's. Just does not happen. It doesn't happen. Like that's like half. That's like two thirds. Of all the uh, men's tournament final scores, it's like 60 points. Yeah, so here, um, she had the triple-double against Louisville in the Elite Eight. In the final four, she had 41-6-8. and eight. She did, Oh, my God. She does rack up some turnovers, though. She did have eight turnovers. Eight? Yeah. To be fair, she probably so literally... So, turnover to assist ratio is, is sketchy. Is zero. But then she drops... 30 points in the national championship game, along with eight assists. She did have six turnovers. She had 30 in the national? Yeah. I mean, to be fair, she probably has the ball 85% of the time. Yeah, I'm just saying she's had a lot of turn- yeah. turnovers. That's fine. I feel like. I mean, James Harden does. Or did when he averaged, when he had that run. Remember that run? He had like 40 straight points, like 20 games in a row. James Harden in Houston was. Now he's like cooked. Now he's washed. He's not. He's just not the James Harden he was. I guess. People get older. Um, That is true. James Harden, yeah. James Harden, God, he had a year where he averaged five point seven turnovers a game. That's nuts. That's like ridiculously bad. Yeah. So Caitlin Clark was ridiculous throughout the whole tournament. And then she just got straight disrespected in the national championship game by Angel Reese, who is who is sister of Maryland legends. Julian Reese. Um, and there was kind of some controversy at the end of the game. LSU yeah. was a better team. Like, no doubt about it. Caitlin Clark is that Iowa team. Yeah, and then LSU is kind of more well-rounded bunch. And yeah. they, and they I think, won by a big margin against Iowa. And then they kind of, which an Angel Reese kind of got in Caitlin Clark's face and was following her around. For like yeah, two minutes. That's kind of crazy. Like, I do think Caitlin Clark does talk a lot of crap. But so does like everybody. So does everybody. But there's a difference between talking smack and taunting, you know? Yeah, I think, uh, you know, emotions were a little high for Angel Reese. I think it wasn't a super, you know, it's probably just in the heat of the moment. Yeah. I don't know. She's kind of been defending it, though. And I don't, like, it's not like that big of a deal. It's not super, yeah. It's just. I don't know. But that's kind of crazy. Like, it's like if, like, I don't know, like, LeBron was out here taunting Steph after. Like, and the thing is, if that's men's, if yeah. that's men's, it's a fight. That's true. It's it's like, there's no way that can stand for more than five seconds before yeah. Jokic throws a basketball at somebody's head. Um, but, Something's happening. But, yeah, that was, that was, I mean, it's entertaining. I like it. Yeah. Like, if you want more viewership for the WNBA, I mean, 
That that'll do it. Yeah, neither of them are eligible for the WNBA draft this really until next year. I'm not sure how it works. It's probably like how they do in the NFL. That's what I thought. It's like three years. I guess. That's upsetting. So they're both next year. Um, one 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 two. Probably one 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 two. Is she like? Is I don't even know. Is Angel Reese like? Is she like really good? She averages like. 22 and like 15. Wow. Okay. So probably one, one, and one, two. Yeah. And that might spark some uh, some new viewership to the WNBA because if they have that rivalry where they're either in the finals, in the WNBA finals each year, or yeah. like dominating the WNBA, it's just them two going at it with this new rivalry. Like that could be huge for yeah. the WNBA. It says here um, for this 2023 WNBA mock. Oh, okay. It says LSU's Angel Reese and Iowa's Caitlin Clark. Starts at the 2023 title game on Sunday. Will not be eligible until the 2024 draft. And it doesn't really go into that, like why. But I'm assuming it must be like a, you have to play three years type of thing. Which, I mean, if you want more viewership in the WNBA, I know I keep alluding to this. You probably want your stars in the NBA in the league as as yeah, as soon as you can, and keep them around for as long as possible. Agreed. That was the thing about LeBron. LeBron's been the face of the league since probably. For what, 15, 16 years yeah, now? Yeah, long time. Because it was like Kobe when he was in the league, when he first got to the league, and now, I mean, he's, he's I mean, it's like five years into his career, he's what, 23? He's 23, yeah, five exactly. years into his career, and then Caitlin Clark, five years into her career, she's going to be like 27. Yeah, she's like Hendrick Hooker out here. Right. Kemi Hendrick Hooker's what, 26? 25. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Um. Then I did see, I thought this was weird. There was like this thing of well, obviously, Miss Ladke enlightened us about Angel Reese's 1.9 GPA. Oh yeah, she's. That was. To be fair though, we can't criticize that because people like. I mean, have you seen Alabama's GPA scores? Like Jerry right. Judy had a GPA of like 2.3, and Bryce Young, I'm pretty sure, has a GPA, had a G, has a GPA right now of somewhere in the twos, yeah. low twos, but it's also right now. She probably didn't do a lot of her schoolwork because she was in the tournament and or she's prepping for the tournament. That's all her focus. Like Miss Ladke said, there's like a month left where she'll yeah, get her. Too. She'll get because she needs a two um, to move on. But she wasn't for the Wooden Award, which goes to the best college basketball player. Oh, do you have to be eligible? Caitlin Clark won. Angel Reese was not eligible because she I, she wouldn't have won it anyways. But you needed a two to be eligible. So that means like. I think even for those, like, the low standards they kind of set, she was even below that. That's... So... That's... that's. I mean, yeah. she wouldn't have won. I don't know what Caitlin Clark's averages are, but they've got to be ridiculous. Oh, I got them. Caitlin Clark, 20, 28-7-8, 47% from the field. Really? Uh, 47% yeah. from the field as a guard. Then Angel Reese is putting up 23-15-2. and two. On 52. I, I don't know. I What? She's shooting 52? Angel Reese is also. Yeah, she's big. a big. She's a big. Is she a Angel center Reese or is she a forward? She's a forward. Power forward? But she can't shoot the three ball. Six. I don't. I feel like three. 23 points a game with 15 boards is a better player than 20. What was it? 25? 28, 7. Oh, 28. I thought it was like 25. 28, yeah, 20, 7, and 8. Yeah, 28. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. Also, her percentage isn't as good as it should be for a forward, or a power forward. A power forward center, I feel like, should be shooting like high 50, in the low high 50s, low 60s, is what I was going to say. 52 seems low, but also those 15 boards are just, for some reason, I can't get that in my head. Like, 15 boards is, maybe for WNBA or, or women's basketball, it's maybe not that hard to get 15 boards a game, just because being an anomaly in the, in the WNBA... She's six three. Yeah. Hmm. Caitlin Clark is six foot. But I'm even not. even for like the WNBA, that's a short forward. That's a short power forward. I'm not sure. Um, I guess that that actually is way more impressive that she's six three, and getting fifteen boards a game because there there are tall girls in the WNBA. Yeah, yeah, for sure. They're all tall women, so I don't know. Hmm, that is stumping me. But and the okay, if there's okay, here's what I'm thinking. If the cop. Men's college basketball, if you have somebody right. averaging 23 and 15 points a Which game. Which never happens. 
It doesn't happen. Yeah. Especially with 15, I mean, 23 points, especially, but like 15 boards. That's like, I think it's just, like Zach Eady might have been around that, though, but that, this year. That, I think, is more, I don't know, maybe it's just seeing it through an NBA, a men's basketball perspective, it's seeing, seeing high double digit numbers for, or I mean, high in the teens for an average is just, it's just throwing me off a little bit. Yeah. Like Andre Drummond averages 15 boards a game when he was starting, but Bro also averaged like nine points a game. So he just not, he was just not good. But then averaging 23 and 15 boards, it's like Shaq. It's like Shaq, Shaq level. That is true. But anyway, we're over our time. Yeah. Um, good segment to talk about. I think WNBA and women's basketball these is very promising. This is like Larry Bird. And Magic Johnson coming out of college, you know, didn't they face off the national championship game, Indiana State versus Michigan State, right? And they were both in the same draft year, I think, or right. something this like that. Like LeBron and Darko type of deal. <laughs> LeBron and, but if we're being for real, it'd probably be like LeBron and Carmelo if Carmelo went anywhere else but Denver. Yeah. And LeBron went anywhere else, like if Carmelo went to the Lakers, and LeBron was a Celtic. Then we would be talking about, like, we're talking about, like, that's the rivalry. But it didn't happen like that. They went to two garbage franchises. Yeah, so. I'm not really too familiar with the WNBA franchises. I know we well, I know, like, Chicago. I, there, I thought but. Chicago, the sky, the sky, right? Yeah. And then, the, I mean, obviously the L.A. Stars have to be decent. They're L.A., right? But, yeah, anyway, we're running over our time here, so... We'll see you guys next week. Great episode this week, and stay classy.